Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thank you so much. Welcome back to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. We are expected to be joined by the San Francisco 49ers play-by-play voice here, Greg Papa, coming up in just a little bit to take a closer look at Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. He is actually sitting down right now. Let's go ahead and get him prepared to come sit down and let's take a closer look at this game. Greg Papa, the play-by-play voice of the San Francisco 49ers, joins us on the show today. Greg, we appreciate you taking time to sit down with us. How are you, man? This is a chief radio station? It is. We're good. We're I, good. I'm born and raised in Kansas City. I have, I have great City. respect for the, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I did the Raiders games for 21 years. So, I, I mean, I was old. The first Super Bowl I remember was Super Bowl Four, And really it was called Super Bowl Four. But the first three they didn't call. It was the AFL-NFL World Championship. And Lamar Hunt came up, obviously, with Super, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And I remember that game, you know, 65 toss power trap. First game I ever really watched was them take apart the Vikings 23-7. Did the Raider games for 21 years. And Al Davis had a great hatred for Lamar Hunt. But he was tight with Hank Stram. Hank Stram actually did Raider preseason games on TV for a while, which was kind of odd. So, And now with the Niners, we just saw you guys five seasons ago, four years ago in the in the championship game. So... I, I come I come with respect. I come in peace. I have great respect for the Chief Kingdom. I got great respect for San Francisco as a team where Brock Purdy has made 26 starts in his NFL career, and they've won 21 of them. Yeah. This has been the second-best team in the NFL behind Kansas City. Let's start with Brock Purdy because he seems to be one of the more polarizing players in the National Football League. There are some people, you remember they were calling him Joe Montana and Tom Brady at one point this season. There's some people who think he uh, thinks he stinks. You have got a chance to see every pass that Brock Purdy has thrown. How do you feel about San Francisco's young QB? Well, I, I, we, I go back to when he was drafted as the last pick in the draft, and he was drafted in Las Vegas, Nevada, when the draft was here a couple of years ago in 22, and he was the last pick, obviously, Mr. Irrelevant in 262. And we could see it right away, organized team activities, mini camps, training camp. Whoa, this guy reads progressions. He goes through it, boom, 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 ball out. And then when he got to play in the preseason, you saw it. And then when, you know, Trey Lance got hurt and Jimmy got hurt, he jumped right in in the middle of a game against Miami. They had a cover zero blitz and a third and ten. 
and he told Kittle, you know, cut your route off a little shorter. You're the hot. They're going to bring cover zero blitz in my face. Got him the ball, and they just roll. And then this year he got hurt last year in the championship game. So um, I love the guy. My nickname for him is Big Brain Brock. Look at the brain on Brock because he's he's six feet, five-eighths, seven-inch tall. He's got small hands. He doesn't throw the ball the way Patrick does, but he processes information incredibly quickly. His cognitive test, the S2 test they they give you when you come into the NFL, uh, he scored in the in the almost 100 percentile, very high 90s. Where you know people like Drew Brees, other quick thinkers. I'm sure Patrick is there as well. Now Patrick has the uber talent and the whippy arm, and Brock has to make up for it by. Uh, you know, being ahead of the game, seeing the field, anticipating throws, which he does. So we feel I feel great about him in this game. The games where he struggled, though, take the rain games out when he had our time gripping and ripping it. Teams do come with middle pressure on him. Chris Jones, you know, lining up over our right guard, John Feliciano, and Brock being a, a right-handed quarterback in the midline behind the center, throws right over the right guard. And then, you know, all of our in-breaking routes, the Kittle over the middle, the Debo dig, the Ayuk slant, the McCaffrey choice route, the Texas route where he cuts it back. I'm sure Nick Bolton and Tranquil and those guys will be choking off the middle. So it'll be a great matchup, obviously, with Brock and his brain. How does he read Spags's post-snap? Not just the pre-snap when they're lining up, when they snap the ball. They rock and roll out of that. Will Justin Reed come flying down and make it an eight-man box? Will he go from an eight-man box out and rock and roll out of it? You know, Brock's got to be able to see it pre-snap, get in the right call, and then more importantly, when it's post-snap, now how do they all adjust on what Spags is doing? Right now, we're joined by the play-by-play voice of the San Francisco 49ers, taking a closer look at Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the Niners. What do you see as a key or maybe the biggest key to a Niners win? Because I'm looking at it. I would have voted for Christian McCaffrey to win MVP. I understand that it is a quarterback award, and Lamar was great down the stretch. But I think from week one until the end of the season, I thought McCaffrey was the best and most consistent player in the league. I think McCaffrey probably needs to have 125 total yards and probably two touchdowns. Like, he needs to win Super Bowl MVP to me for San Francisco to win this game. What keys well, do you I, think are to a San Francisco You're on it. I mean, yeah, but if you're Steve Spagnuolo, what, what's the first thing you're trying to do? Take him out of the Take game. 23 <laughs> out. So we're going to load the box. Now, they, they play a lot of two-man with a two-safety shell high, like I was talking about earlier, with Edwards and Reed, 20 and 21, 21 and 20. Um, but, you know, the Buffalo game, Buffalo ran on Kansas City in the first half. They started to come down, and they've got fast linebackers. You can believe it's those blitzes are not always blitzes on pass plays to sack the quarterback. They're run blitzes. And you bring those two guys, Bolton and Tranquil, they were running back numbers, and they run like running backs. I look at Bolton, he only runs a 4-6. I'm like, damn, I think he's faster than Marcus Allen wearing 32 in red. I mean, they come downhill and they stuff the run. Well, Willie Gay play in this game? So I think Spags is going to shut down the run game, especially in the early down, the mixed downs. Now, if Brock sees a loaded box, you know, we run it against loaded boxes too. We can go, you know, Kyle Juszczyk double tights and just run it at you and i think we're going to run the ball at chris jones in this game he's a great pass rusher he's an indifferent run player when you double team him he'll stand straight up and you can ride him out so i i think we're going to try to run at 95 
but um, they're going to have 32, 23, 20 coming down. They're going to slam the run game right behind it. So, you know, if we just cannot run the ball and they stuff McCaffrey, and Christian's tough, even when it's well blocked, he'll get more. But this, you know, they're going to load up and take him away. You're going to have to make throws as well to win this game. And your corners are obviously, you know, McDuffie's a great player. Sneed's a great player. You know, Watson, when you bring 35 in, is a great player. So, you know, even number two can play, Williams. So, anyway, um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. But that's, they all know that. So then how do we adjust when Spag starts loading that box? And he's saying what you're saying. McCaffrey's the best player in the league. Everything runs through McCaffrey, so we're going to take McCaffrey out of this game. Right now, we're joined by Greg Papa. He is the play-by-play voice for the San Francisco 49ers, getting you ready for Super Bowl 58 between Kansas City and San Francisco. Greg, I've got my questions about the San Francisco defense. I didn't have many of them over the course of the regular season. I mean, these two defenses, so Kansas City allowed 294 points. San Francisco allowed 298. So these two defenses wow. were, were pretty I'm comparable. I'm stealing that note, by the way. You can have that one. These two defenses were pretty comparable through over the course of the season. They were not comparable in the postseason. What happened to San Francisco's defense? What's changed the last Well, when you go back and do the breakdown, you know, I'd take it from when Talanohu Funga our safety all-pro last year got hurt. And Jair Brown's played well. He's missed some games. Logan Ryan's mixed in. I think with Ufunga, he's the guy like I was talking about with Justin Reed that just comes down and slams the run, sometimes blitzes off the edge, an extra edge setter. So losing Ufunga hurt us. And then, you know, there were games. They go back and watch the Cleveland game early in the year. Bill Callahan, their great offensive line coach, now he's with his son. Brian, who got a head coaching job in the NFL in Carolina, they ran what's, you know, the old days, they call it a, 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 a toss crack. Now it's a pin in the pole where an outside receiver or tight end cracks down on a defensive end. They pull the tackle and the guard out. They, they, they ran that play all year against us. We couldn't stop it early in the year. And now that we've lost Cleveland Furl, our defensive end, who was starting opposite of Nick Bosa, the former Raider, high draft pick, um, Chase Young's been playing more in that spot, and they're picking on him. They're, they're ear-holding him. The way our ends come up the field, it's a wide nine. They just get up the field. and So if you have a, a, a wide receiver, tight end, you know, Watson can do it for you, 84. He's a good blocker. He's a big guy. Or you, know, send, you, know, you can send either one of the tight ends, uh, the receivers, whoever, and he's just getting up the field, and all of a sudden you got a, a wide receiver just ear-holing him, cracking him. That's the pin. And then you run that side and you bring the tackle and the guard out. Now all of a sudden you got two mammoth men pulling and you're getting to the edge. So our run defense has not been good. They picked on us all year with that play. Cleveland showed them with Bill Callahan how to do it. And then teams just kept doing it. Green Bay would do it with a different action. They would do it with a play called a flip 90 where you fake the jet sweep motion going one way and you flip the back going the other way. Aaron Jones got the edge that way. Obviously uh, Detroit trampled us early in the game. They ran a Z reverse with Jamison Williams, their fast receiver, getting out to the edge and we were sloppy on the backside and he ran for a touchdown. What Andy does so well is that jet sweep motion. Remember the game we played you last year in October and at Levi's? McCole Hardman had three touchdowns all in the same action whether it's a jet pass or a jet sweep. It's a jet sweep when the quarterback's under center, he turns and hands it. It's a jet pass when the quarterback's in the gun, and he flips it to you. 
Either way, he scored three touchdowns. All going to Nick Bosa's side. They didn't block Bosa. They influence blocked him where he thought he's getting blocked. His the footwork of the lineman. Andy Andy Reid's a genius in offensive football and in particular offensive line nuanced. So how is he going to get to the edge on us? Is he going to run pin and pull, toss cracks? Maybe. I know he's going to run jet sweeps. So whatever it is, your, your, your offense is sophisticated. Andy's over there, by the way, the fat Andy Reid here. <laughs> he's, hey, he heard me talking about him. <laughs> Didn't you be coaching your team, Coach? What are you doing? And the fake the Andy, Andy impersonator. It's unbelievable. But anyway, um, we'll see how it all. Now we got to set the edge. We, now if you start setting the edge too much, they're going to run Pacheco inside. That's the yin and the yang where they've been watching tape. We all have. We know where the weakness is. They're going to attack it. And we're going to stop that. We don't worry. If you're going to beat us on the edge, then, you know, Chase Young set the edge. All right, now. He's out wide. He's setting the edge. We'll lift him right underneath, and they'll run Pacheco right under him. So that it's it's the, like I was talking pre-snap, post-snap. You have thoughts how you want to do it in the game, and then, you know, you have to adjust when the game gets played. Let me get you two more questions, and I'll right. get you out of here. The yeah. first question is about Patrick Mahomes. You mentioned that you were the play-by-play voice for the Raiders for 20 years. Now you're in San Francisco. You have seen all the great quarterbacks of the last 30, 35 years. Where does Patrick Mahomes rank on your list? Pure skill? Damn. I don't know. I, mean, I see John Elway in him. Um, Randall Cunningham is a great thrower. Um, Dan Marino, Joe Namath, when I was a kid with no knees and flicked the ball 60 yards. He's, uh, he's amazing. He's uh, Coming out of college, I didn't like him. I thought he was reckless and he held the ball down low and throwing sidearm. What's he doing? He's, he's uber talented. And now beyond that, the talent's obvious. It's the um, it's the mind, the way he's able to manage the game like a great player. i got to go in two minutes. All right, I'll get you out of here with this last question. Then we ask everybody this question. Give me your Chiefs win-if scenario. Give me your Niners win-if scenario. The Niners is McCaffrey. And, us, and not only McCaffrey, it could be Elijah Mitchell. It could be Debo Samuel. If you're loading up my McCaffrey, we have something called 11 Tyson, which is, you know, Debo's given name is Tyson. But Kyle Shanahan can't pronounce it, so it's 11 Tyson. <laughs> and they 11 personnel, Debo comes in motion and lines up in the backfield. Deadpool, they call it. If Debo could be a runner and get to the edge, if you're keen on McCaffrey, we'll send McCaffrey one direction. Three guys go with McCaffrey, we go the other direction. So I think just overall volume of runs. Can we run the ball 30 times? We run the ball 30 times, we win. And then on the other side, what do we do with Kelsey? You know, how to look for possibility of Charverius Ward in certain situations on third down that he's the guy who follows Kelsey around with that length, the fact that he knows him. Well, I don't think they practice much against each other. He's our best cover corner. Your best Rasheed Rice is good, but on third down, we know where Mahomes is going. He's going to 87. What if we put seven right over him? That is the play-by-play voice of the San Francisco 49ers, Greg Papa, joining us Thank on the show so today. Much, Greg, thanks a Good lot for your you, insight and helping us break down Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the Niners. He said something really interesting about Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about it on the other side. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kansas City, it's Justin Reed. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. Before we get into very serious football things, very serious sports things, we got some fun Chiefs props. Rob, I don't need any music. I know I'm not in studio, so you got a lot going on. They have gambling odds. Which Chiefs fan will be the first shown during the Super Bowl? First is Paul Rudd at plus 300. Harry Winkler is at plus 350. David Keckner plus 400. Eric Stone Street, plus 400. Jason Sudeikis, plus 400. Rob Riggle, plus 700. Rob, who do you think the first Chiefs fan will be shown? I actually don't think it's going to be Taylor Swift. I think they do that last because, you know, they're going to have the montage of celebrities that are at the game. It'll be Jay-Z and Beyonce sitting there. It'll be Russell Wilson with his wife, Sierra. You know, they'll do that. And then at the end, it'll be, oh, yeah, Taylor Swift is here. She just performed last night during the Eras Tour. I don't think she's first. Who is the first Chiefs fan shown on the television during Sunday Super Bowl? I'm going to take Rob Riggle because I've been following Radio Row because you're there, obviously. Cody and Gold were there. I know for a fact Rob Riggle is at Radio Row, which means if Rob Riggle is at Radio Row, Rob Riggle is likely going to the game, and if he's at the game, they are going to show him. So I will take Rob Riggle. I haven't seen Rudd down there. Haven't heard Sudeikis is down there. Haven't heard Keckner's down there, although I wouldn't hear it. He's not a big enough star. I know Riggle is there. He's got some juice behind his name. I'm going to take Riggle as the first Chiefs fan shown. Okay, you know what? Give me Eric Stone Street at plus 400. I like Eric Stone Street to be the first one shown. That makes a lot of sense to me why Eric Stone Street, you know, he was on a very popular show, Stone Street, Big Cheese fan. I do feel like he's going to be at the game. Give me Eric Stone Street at plus 400 to be the first Cheese fan that they show 
on Super Bowl 58. So we were just catching up with Greg Papa. He is the play-by-play voice for the San Francisco 49ers. And I want to play to you what he said about Patrick Mahomes. And I see John Elway in him. Um, Randall Cunningham is a great thrower. Um, Dan Marino, Joe Namath, when I was a kid with no knees and flicked the ball 60 yards. He's, uh, he's amazing. He's uh, coming out of college. I didn't like him. I thought he was reckless and he held the ball down low and throwing sidearm. What's he doing? He's, he's uber talented. And now beyond that, the talent's obvious. It's the, um, it's the mind, the way he's able to manage the game like a great player. i got to go in two minutes. That was Greg Papa joining us on the show to give us his thoughts about Patrick Mahomes. That really stood out to me because, you know, we're talking about Mahomes, we're talking about Purdy, we're talking about, you know, this year's Super Bowl and looking at the matchup. Rob, great quarterbacks win the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not going to say that every quarterback that has ever won it, but for the most part, if you go and you just type Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, I mean, it's littered with Drew Brees and Tom Brady and just great historic quarterbacks. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, this will be one of those that we talk about for 15, 20, 25 years that is the example of, hey, you don't need an elite-level quarterback. Hey, you can win the Super Bowl if Brad Johnson is your quarterback. You can win a Super Bowl if Trent Dilfer is your quarterback. Now, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is those players, but every generation kind of has those players. You know, Nick Foles, hey, you know, they didn't have an elite-level quarterback and they won it. I mean, that will be the example that people use. But – Again, for the most part, great quarterbacks win the Super Bowl. If you want to remove everything else from this game, what team has the decided quarterback advantage? And sometimes it's not as apparent as it is in this game. Sometimes it's like last year where you got two really good quarterbacks that you like, Patrick Mahomes, but Jalen Hurts had a phenomenal season last year or a couple of years ago between the Bengals and the Rams, two really good quarterbacks. I wouldn't say that either team had the quarterback advantage. It is not close. It is not debatable in this game who has the better quarterback. So that's why, at least for me, if you're asking me who am I picking, who do I think is going to win this game, who is the better team, you're going to give me the decided quarterback advantage, the decided coaching advantage, and the better defense heading into a single elimination. This is not a series this is not a double elimination. It is 60 minutes. I just have too many things on my side, Rob, for me to take the other side and take San Francisco. I feel the same way. But there are outliers in the course of history. There are times where you go, huh, and you scratch your head. You're right. Usually speaking, the elite quarterback wins the Super Bowl. That's why Brady has a bunch of them. That's why Manning has a couple of them. That's why people like Rodgers and Favre eventually got one. It's because great quarterbacks win them. Elway went to a bunch and won. But it's more, there are outliers historically. You mentioned Foles over Brady. No one thought going into that game, man, the Eagles have a decided advantage. 
but they were the better team that day. It stands out in history. Oh, can you believe that happened? They got that one. Brad Johnson beat Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon was the MVP that year. I know he's not Tom Brady's status, but he was the MVP. That was a guy that people thought, oh, he can sling it around the yard, and if the Raiders can get the ball moving, watch out because they're a real threat. The first time Brady won his Super Bowl, we didn't talk about Tom Brady like that. Tom Brady at that point was an outlier. He had just beaten the MVP in Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, same deal. He can sling the ball all over the yard. He can make all these plays. Oh, boy, you got to really watch out for Kurt Warner. There are times in history. They are, you know, glimpses. They are moments where outliers stand out. And Brock Purdy could be one of those outliers. I think he's more talented than Nick Foles, so it's not impossible to believe he does that. Or it's possible to believe that Brock Purdy, who has a lot of statistical things in his category right now at a very young age, could be the next, wow, I can't believe we missed on that guy. Because Brady, we didn't know at the time, he turned into Brady. It's possible Purdy, who has been to an NFC title game and a Super Bowl in his two seasons as starter, might be one of those guys. We just haven't recognized it yet. And maybe with the advantage of history on our side, one day we do say, oh, can you believe you know, Purdy did that, but it's not viewed as some in, inconceivable thing. Do you think that in all the conversations that we've had this week about the quarterbacks, that the pressure is really firmly on San Francisco's defense? Like Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes are not going against one another. I know it's fun to talk about the quarterback matchup, but it's Mahomes against San Francisco's defense and Purdy up against Kansas City's defense. That Niners defense has been really bad so far this postseason. I mean, the Lions scored 31 points against them. Now, don't get me wrong. The Lions were one of the better offenses in the league this year. But San Francisco didn't stop a single thing that we know the Lions want to do. David Montgomery had 15 carries for 93 yards. Jameer Gibbs scored a touchdown in the game. Sam Laporta had 97 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown had 87 yards. Jamison Williams had a big run play, also scored a touchdown. Of the key players on Detroit, that San Francisco defense couldn't take anybody away. If you can't stop Isaiah Pacheco or if you can't keep and manage Travis Kelsey, I just don't know how you plan on beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, if we're talking about a game in which Isaiah Pacheco has 21 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown, then I think we're talking about Isaiah Pacheco being Super Bowl MVP on Monday. If we're talking about a game in which Travis Kelsey plays really well, like in this game, if you're asking me, who has the greatest probability of going off in this game? I would probably say Christian McCaffrey won just because you know the touches and the volume is going to be there. I think after that, despite the other team having the clear skill position player advantage, I think a majority of those players didn't play on Kansas City. Like, I would be surprised if we were talking about Brandon Ayuk having 100 yards on Monday. I'd be surprised if Debo Samuel had 120, 125 yards from scrimmage. Kansas City has done such a great job in managing those players. But this, this Niners defense, you got to show me that you can stop the run. You didn't stop David Montgomery. You didn't stop Aaron Jones. And the two pass rushers that we know, I mean, if you couldn't stop Sam Laporta for nine catches, 97 yards, and he got the volume, he got 13 targets, you're telling me you stopped Travis Kelsey two weeks later? 
No, that's not what's happening here. Or Amon Ross St. Brown had a really good day. Now, I'm not saying Rasheed Rice is Amon Ross St. Brown, but you know that he's going to get the targets. Amon Ross had 11 targets. You know that Rasheed Rice is going to get his 9 to 11 targets in this game. I have a lot of questions about San Francisco's ability to manage Kansas City's playmakers. Maybe you keep Kansas City out of the end zone because Kansas City, a penalty, a turnover, something happens in the game. But so far through this postseason, they haven't stopped any of the marquee players. They didn't do that against Green Bay. They also didn't do it against the Lions. I agree it would be the Chiefs against the Niners, D, and that would be advantage Chiefs. But isn't it possible the game script for Sunday plays out like the Ravens game? Because in all those games you pointed out, the Niners' defense folded in the first half, but then bowed up in the second. They looked better against Jordan Love in the second half. They looked much better against Jared Goff in the second half. We saw the game script from last week. The Chiefs' offense vanished in the second half. Is it possible there's a game script where Niners and Chiefs looks like the way it did last week, where the Chiefs' offense jumps out early, but then gets behind the eight ball in the second half? Yeah, no, that certainly is a possibility. I'm just I'm looking at San Francisco's defense in this game. And a major reason of why I'm just surprised that San Francisco is still maintains to be the favorite in this game is you and I don't feel like their quarterback is currently playing at a not a high level. Like Brock Purdy was not terrible against the Lions. He also just wasn't great either. He threw for 260 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So he was not great in the game against Detroit either. So they're not getting great quarterback play. Their defense is also leaking oil. They've had some critical injuries. Their defense is not playing its best football. The thing that just surprises me about the line, surprises me about the odds, and why they're still favored in this game is I don't really know where San Francisco has the clear advantages in this game. Like, if I'm looking at, I throw all the Kansas City Chiefs information on the table, I throw all the Lions information on the table, I just don't see where San Francisco, you can point to and say, oh, that's where they're noticeably better. If you're telling me the place they're noticeably better are running back and wide receiver, that's something that you can manage. And you guys know, I love Christian McCaffrey. But in this game, Christian McCaffrey has 110 yards, Isaiah Pacheco has 95. I mean, it's an advantage, but... I mean, that advantage is not nearly as big as the gap that Kansas City has at quarterback. Sure, I will give you Christian McCaffrey. On the other side, Isaiah Pacheco, who has had at least 75 yards for scrimmage in his first six postseason games. Isaiah Pacheco is going to have a good day. Now, does he have a great day? We'll see. But he is going to play well in Sunday's game. I just don't really see where San Francisco has a lot of noted advantages, Rob, heading into this matchup. Well, yes and no, because, like, I, I agree with you. They don't have a lot of noted advantages, but we talked about it earlier in the show. They have the clear weaponry difference, and the Chiefs have all season long done a good job of shutting down playmakers of that ilk. The A.J. Browns come to mind. The Tyreek Hills come to mind. They have done a good job on those playmakers, but teams that have had multiple layers, multiple chances, multiple weapons with a chance to beat you have given the Chiefs problems in the regular season. I could see a scenario where, hey, the Niners exploit some things that we saw the Chiefs fail in the regular season. Like the Bills have Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, James Cook. In the regular season, they came in Arrowhead and took advantage of that early in the game. Early in the season, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, a team with a lot of weapons, came into Arrowhead, took advantage of that. I know the story of the Eagles ended historically bad, but 
When they came into Arrowhead, they were a team that could run the ball effectively with DeAndre Swift. They had Brown. They had Devontae Smith. They had playmakers at every level. They came in and gave the Chiefs problems. So it's I don't think it's as improbable as you do because I've seen it in the regular season. Now, the Chiefs have turned up about seven notches and don't seem like the same team we saw in November and saw in October and September. They're a different ball club, but we have seen teams that have multiple ways to beat you come in and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't think it's outlandish to think the Niners could get maybe an Ayuk or a Samuel going. They don't need McCaffrey because they got those two going. Some combination of their four weapons being a problem for the Chiefs. I don't disagree with you there, but I guess I would say in that scenario, you know what you probably need? You probably need then Kansas City to help you in their demise. That in the games that you were alluding to earlier in the season, the Chiefs usually did one thing that we can point to and say, oh, I know why Kansas City lost, because Kadarius Toney had a big drop, because they had this fumble, because they had this interception. They, for the most part, have cleaned up those mistakes where I think you and I agree when it comes to this. If Kansas City plays a clean game, it is going to be very, very difficult to see San Francisco pull off the upset in this one. So coming up in a bit, we're going to be joined by the San Francisco beat writer for The Athletic. But before we do that, Rob, hit me with some music. I want to give you some of my favorite prop bets. (coughs) (coughs) Rob, I'm dying over here. You made me sick, Rob. I'm blaming you. I'm blaming you for making me sick. (coughs) All right. As I cough. As I die, I'm going to push through it, though. Unlike San Francisco, who's crying about fire extinguishers and fire alarms. Rob, my two favorite bets in this game are actually San Francisco bets. Kyle Juszczyk over four and a half yards receiving. I think we get checked down Charlie from Brock Purdy here. I don't know if he's going to have the opportunity to make those big plays down the field. I think Kyle Juszczyk... Gets two to four targets in this game. And if you get two to four targets, you're over a four and a half yards. You accidentally get four yards. You accidentally get five. Give me Kyle Juszczyk over four and a half yards receiving. I'm going to give you another bet that I feel really good about. And don't worry, I got some Chiefs ones in here too. You know what? Money has no money. Money be green. I'm taking whoever I think can help me out in this scenario. Now, this bet killed me last week. I bet real U.S. currency on Clyde Everett-Hilaire. He let me down. His over-under was six and a half yards. He only had one. So I'm not going with Clyde Everett-Hilaire, but I'm going with the San Francisco version of Clyde Everett-Hilaire. I'm taking Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell over-under rival rush yards is four and a half. He has hit this in seven consecutive games. What? How is it so low? Now, I'm not saying it should be 25 or anything. Four and a half yards. He gets goal line carries for them. Elijah Mitchell, if you want two locks, two stone cold locks, and I know what you're thinking, I don't want to bet on San Francisco. I want to bet on what I think is going to win. I'm going to give you a couple of bets here before Rob gives you some. Kyle check over under on receiving yards at four and a half. I think we get checked down Charlie from Brock Purdy. I'm also going to take Elijah Mitchell over four and a half rushing yards. Arkind had three quick ones for you because we're up against the break. First and foremost, if you're on FanDuel, our friends over at FanDuel, you will see the over for total points in the first quarter is 7.5. Hit the over there. 
These two teams are brilliantly coached. I think both teams' first 15 is going to be as good as you see in football. I think this game could be 7-3, 7-7, something like that at the end of the first quarter. That hits your over on 7.5. I also like Butker over 7.5 kicking points. I think he's getting two like field goals, and I, I think like the Chiefs one. are scoring more than one touchdown. So that you get... Two touchdowns, two field goals. That's eight scoring kicking points from Butker. That's the over of seven and a half. And the last one, if you're feeling spicy, it's plus 2,500 on FanDuel. First drive result, touchdown for the Chiefs and Niners. It's going to come 7-7 out the shoot. Shanahan and Reed are too smart. They've had too long to diagnose and figure things out. Those first 15 for both teams are going to be sensational. It's a spicy bet. Put a little money on it. Why not? Plus 2,500. First drive result, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Niners. All right, I like Isaiah Pacheco to have scored an anytime touchdown in this game. A big fan of Isaiah Pacheco getting the ball on the goal line to punch one in in this game. I also love, and I hammered it, second half under for the Kansas City Chiefs. 24 and a half. Rob, the Chiefs are one of the worst scoring teams in the second half, and their defense is one of the best in the NFL and shutting teams down in the second half. In the 20 Chiefs games this season, the under has hit in the second half 18 times. Cash me out, FanDuel. I got the under in the second half of the Super Bowl at 24 and a half. This feels like free money. Where can I go with this? I can go eat at Golden Steer. I can go eat at Carbone. I'm eating courtesy of the Chiefs. Not scoring in the second half. You know they don't score in the second half. I mean. 18 to 20 times. 18 to 20. The Niners are also a second half defense. We saw that in the postseason too. Coming up in just a bit, we're going to be joined by the San Francisco beat writer for the Athletic. And Nate Taylor is coming by. It is a beat writer palooza here on the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Rob, before I got on the plane, I was perfectly fine. I felt healthy, strong as an ox. Then the plane took off. And then all the problems started. It's like my body just started breaking down almost instantly. My sinuses started flaring up. And you know what? This feels like a flu game for me. Now, I don't want to pat myself on the back and give myself too much credit for playing hurt today. But I feel like I'm, I, I feel like despite not being 100%, I've scored 37 points. I've had 21 rebounds. And I've had 19 assists. And now, you know, the game is not over yet. But I feel like I, you know... I know I'm going to get that standing ovation at the end of the game. Like, I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to put my hand up. Everybody's going to cheer. And I'm going to just, you know, tap my heart and say, you know what, thanks. I appreciate you guys. I feel like, you know, I feel like that's going to happen for me at the end of the show. Do you think that's going to happen for me at the end of the show? No, I don't think that's going to happen for you in the show. But wow. I, do th- I do think, you know what you should do? This is very easy to solve your woes. Just don't go out tonight. It's like Vegas is a town known for a fun nightlife, especially on a Friday to the Super Bowl. I would just hunker down in the hotel, take some Sudafed, and just chill evening. That way you're ready to roll for, you know, Monday back at work. Don't don't have any fun tonight. Definitely don't consume any alcohol. That would be a nightmare. I will say this. Someone says, CDOT, it's official. You're old. I'm so looking forward to a nap when the show is over. I mean, I'm looking forward to 4.45 Vegas time. I'm just looking forward to laying down, you know. Maybe getting hopped up on Sudafed. You got to get the hotel room real, real nice and frosty, you know. You got to get it at a nice 63 degrees. You got to just close the shades and just take a great nap, you know. Wake up just feeling a little bit refreshed. I mean, you can do that when you know that you've put up your version of the flu game. That's what it is. Someone says, CDOT, you need to take emergency at least three days ahead of travel to avoid the airline sickness. I, that was great information to give me on Tuesday. I, I'm already sick now. I'm already unhealthy. It felt like someone was stabbing me in the ear on the plane ride. Like, I wanted to tell the pilot, yo, turn this around. Please turn this plane around. Land this or land this thing immediately. But you know what? I'm a, I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up, Rob. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to work harder, you know? I'm just going to keep working hard. I'm going to keep trying to do my absolute best. Because that's all I can do. All I can do is my absolute best. Is it fair Coming to up say- in a I was say, is ahead. it fair to say, much like Jarek McKinnon, you're questionable for the Super Bowl? No, I'm not questionable at all for the Super Bowl, you know? I'm not questionable. Now, I would have been a limited participant in practice today. Like, I wouldn't have done the stretching today. Hey, coach, you got it. It's week 
It's week 22. I'm not, I'm not doing the stretching, Coach. You got it. You can handle the stretching for today. I'm going to do all the team stuff, but I'm not doing some of that. I would have I for sure been a limited participant. I would have been questionable for the game, but I would have pushed through because I'm a champion. I'm a fighter. That's what I try to do. That sounds uh, like OTA up in a, energy. OTA energy out there. Come on. <laughs> coming up in a little bit, we're going to be joined by Nate Taylor of The Athletic. That's what I'm really looking forward to, for Nate to carry me for the 5 o'clock hour. Really excited and thrilled about this. Uh, I do want to make a very serious football point before uh, Nate Taylor is here. So I have one Radio Road thought and one Super Bowl thought. The first Radio Road thought. It, if you've never been before... Like, there are, like, obvious famous people walking around. Like, C.J. Stroud is here. Trevor Lawrence is here. You know, there's, like, Gronk was here. Julian Edelman. There's, like, people that are, like, easily recognizable. You can just walk to, like, oh, hey, you're so-and-so. And then you will just walk around and you will see, like, you know they're famous, but you have absolutely no clue who they are. Like, you, I just, I imagine you're a big deal. You're walking around, you have on an Old Spice hoodie. No one just casually wears an Old Spice hoodie, and you have seven people around you. I know you're somebody, but I don't know who you are. So I'm telling you guys this because there is a wrestler walking around here, and half of his face is painted like he's a Raiders fan, and the other half is not painted, and he's walking around with like an AEW tag team belt. I have no clue who he is. Like genuinely no clue who he is. He might be the best wrestler in the world. I, I don't know. I don't know who he is. Absolutely no clue. That's number one. Number two, before Nate Taylor joins us on the show, is, Rob, is this game really as simple as these two questions? Like, for all the talk that we had, can we boil this game down to two questions? Do you trust Brock Purdy? And... Do you trust Kansas City's defense to slow down San Francisco's weapons? I don't know if there's any reason to question the Chiefs coming into this game. Like, I haven't heard from any analysis. I haven't heard anybody like, hey, I don't know about that Patrick Mahomes guy. So you feel really confident about their quarterback heading into this matchup. Obviously really confident about their head coach. It feels like there are much more questions on the Niners' side then there are on Kansas City's. So if we boil this whole thing down, two weeks of talking about the same game and trying to look at it from all these different angles. Is it really that simple? Do you trust Brock Purdy heading into this matchup? Because if you are betting on this game, if you are like me, if you're like Rob, if you're like thousands of people, millions of people that plan on putting money down on this game, that's to me what it is a vote is. It is a vote of confidence on whether you believe in Brock Purdy or not. So that's number one. And then number two is San Francisco does have a lot of weapons, and this is the most weapons any team that Kansas City's defense has gone up against. This is the best running back that they've gone up against. This is probably the best tight end that they've gone up against this year. And these are two really good, really talented wide receivers. Two really talented wide receivers. Do you trust Kansas City to slow those guys down? So I think that this game comes down to those two things. What do you think, Rob? First off, I'm gonna, you know, the text line is mad at you for not knowing that Sting's AEW Tag Team Champion. That's, that's first and foremost. They are legitimately upset that Sting, a 100-year-old Sting, has a tag team partner, and you don't know who it is. That's okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's <laughs> go back here. 
So, all right. So, okay, I didn't know. I don't know who Darby Allen is. No disrespect to Darby Allen. I'm just – I'm serious. If you were here at Radio Row, I've seen him like night – you could just go up right now and just talk to him. This, I, it, I'm not the only person who doesn't know who he is. No one's asking to take a picture. I haven't seen – no one cares that Darby Allen is here. So that's number one. And number two, you're telling me Sting is still wrestling? Bro, Sting's tag team partner was Lex Luger when I was watching wrestling. Sting is still wrestling. Sting is older than – he is older than Jim Nance. There's no way Sting is still wrestling. I refuse to believe this. How old is Sting? He has to be 57 years old. Yo, Sting was born in 1959. Bro, if you was alive when I had a dream speech happen, you can't still be wrestling, dog. Come on, man. In the lesser Sting, publication, though. give no it less. up, bro. Sting, give it up. Sting is full and he's still wrestling? No chance. Text line, why are you lying to me? You're telling me Sting is collecting Social Security and he's still wrestling in the AEW. He's not even in the WWF. He's not even fighting Roman Reigns. He's not even fighting The Rock. You're telling me he in AEW fighting with this 22-year-old dude walking around holding Converse? No, nah, I don't believe y'all. I don't know why you would lie to me. Somebody said yes, but Sting's going to wrap it up, though, in a couple of months. I would hope so. He's 64 and he's wrestling. If you are a 64-year-old wrestler, you're really 81 in, in human years. You're not a normal 64-year-old human being. Not at all. You're 87 if you're still wrestling AEW. You're jumping off the top rope in 64? You're doing power drivers and flying elbows and you and you can eat it at, at Luby's for the discount? No chance. I'm not believing you guys. Coming up on the other side, Nate Taylor of The Athletic will join us in studio, and I'm going to ask him if he wants to create a tag team because obviously there's a low bar to be tag team champions of the world in AEW. Keep it right here. It's the drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.